The COVID Report Show, exclusive to VAUFM. Welcome back to the COVID Report, very, very special edition of the COVID Report that we are giving to you while we are in the midst of our 21-day lockdown here in South Africa. Ponzo and Game still with you here on VAUFM 88.1. Joining us on the line right now, I have Dr. Sbusiso Mkwananzi. She's a demographer, a senior researcher at the Center for Social Development in Africa at the University of Johannesburg. And she's just penned a very, 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 very thought-provoking piece on uh, gender-based violence and what it means during COVID-19. Welcome and uh, good evening, first and foremost, and welcome to the COVID Report Show. Thank you so much, Game. It's a pleasure being here. A small correction that um, the the article I actually wrote about, I haven't really touched on aspects of uh, gender-based violence in this article, Mm -hmm. um, but I was really concentrating on COVID-19 and women's health in general. My first question, women who find themselves in, um, in situations where they need to tend to their health during this uh, lockdown that's being put in place to fight the spread of COVID-19, do, is, is there, is there a, do you think there's a, there's a strong case of misinformation as far as what kind of, of, uh, of places are at uh, the disposal of women in need of, of, of health or medical attention of any kind? Is, is there a sense of people being misinformed or not being informed enough? Well, I think um, we are not having enough conversations. I think um, a lot of people, a lot of journalists are worried about um, in, in infection rates and, and how, 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 how quickly the infection is going to spread, when we're going to spike, if we're going to spike, have we reached our spike? And I think there are other conversations that we also need to be having over and above that conversation. So being an epidemiologist, um, you know, I've had a lot of um, journalists contacting me, asking me about the epidemic curve and, you know, what is happening in terms of our cases, when should we reach this number or that number. And that's well and fine. But personally, I'm, I'm not an infectious disease epidemiologist. And I've found that... Um, my passion is in um, social factors and how social factors end up affecting our health, especially women's health in particular. So, for instance, with the COVID-19 um, uh, a pandemic, what I started doing is I started tracking the percentages of women that were affected by COVID-19 in South Africa. I did this using the NICD website's daily reports. And on average, um, this seems to range from about 33 to 35%. Um, I, I tracked that um, during the period of uh, the 9th to the 20th of March. But what I also noticed was that, um, you know, on certain days, for instance, on the 9th of March, it was 33%, but it went as high as 50% on the 19th of March, which means that on different days, the percentage of women that Uh, were contracting and becoming positive cases was different. This means that there is an important conversation for us to have. um, uh, Even though it seems as if on average women have a lower likelihood um, of um, being contracted um, as positive and and getting COVID-19, what we need to understand is that, remember, the first cases were imported cases. So, So these were majority people that were traveling either for business 
I think majority for business, some maybe for leisure, um, so for vacations, and that and that also ends up uh, showing the demographics. That's and that is also what ends up being picked up in the demographics. So depending on what kind, how many women are in those kind of positions where you travel overseas, will also end up increasing the risk for women or men. You see, but yeah. now we've come to a stage in the pandemic where. Um, I think uh, the minister was saying that we're in phase two now and we're now getting local um, transmission. Um, and, and this ends up having a number of implications that I think are important to highlight. And Dr. Mkwananzi, you talked about the social implications of uh, COVID-19 on women's health, you know. Yes, and yes. Uh, one aspect that I'd like us to touch on is this kind of idea that we've been seeing particularly, but not really us as journalists um, um, kind of exploring it as for as far as we can in, in the way we were talking about uh, COVID-19 within the media landscape. Um, right. You know, a lot of issues around, like you, you just said now, a lot of people uh, got the, the first kind of cases that we were having in South Africa were through international travelers. Most yeah. of them, as you've said, being men because of men being in certain positions within society and having high positions in order to be able to, 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 to do these kind of travels, right? But yeah, these sure. men or these people, let's say, are also like they come back home and they're in, uh, in contact with their domestic worker or, you know, how women... Yeah. And their yeah. partner. And how, like, particularly when we look at black women who do uh, working class, who are working class, are particularly vulnerable through the work that they do, particularly as caregivers or as domestic workers. Um, exactly. how, how, how can we look at that through the, the, the lens of, uh, of the time we find ourselves in, of this, like you said, uh, Dr. Mzellin-Kiza has said, is stage two of... Um, of of the outbreak in South Africa, like what 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 can we, how can we correlate that to um, the importance or highlighting women's health in in that issue? So I'm particularly um, concerned about two sectors: the health sector and the social sector. Um, mm. It's estimated that women dominate in domestic work. Um, as clerks in technician positions, and they make up 49% of professionals. So when it comes to health and the social sector, majority of these sectors are going to be made up of women, okay? Um, and as you say, um, even when it's uh, not particularly the health of the social sector, but especially domestic workers, these are, these are professions that normally women dominate, okay? Um, so I am, I am really concerned about the level of exposure that our health workers um, and, our, and, our, and, and the people that are working in the social sectors also have that are trying to alleviate poverty. And then the minister and, and government in general has also now called on social workers to come on the scene because they're also seeing that there are other implications, mental health issues that also need to be dealt with. So there, there are more um, professionals that are being brought on board so I think it's really important um, for us to be aware that, you know, when it comes to community health workers, laboratory technicians, nurses, and doctors, the levels of exposure amongst women are going to be higher because a lot of women take up these positions. And in, for instance, Italy, it's been reported that 2,000 health workers have already been 
uh, confirmed as positive COVID-19 cases. In South Africa, we are sitting at around 13 healthcare workers. Um, and, and this, of course, becomes a problem, not only because these individuals are exposed, um, many of them could be women, but also because in the society we live in, women take up the primary responsibility of caregiving. The primary mm. responsibility of caregiving, not only for children, but for other adults as well as the elderly. Okay, So if they yeah. don't end up being exposed directly through positive cases at work, they might end up becoming exposed through caregiving at home as well. So it's a double-edged sword. Yes, yes. It's, 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 actually, it's, it's actually something that we don't think of because, you know, the way our society operates, you know, we never think of these implications until they've hit us, until, you know, it's staring us right in the face. So I really, so I, I have come up, I, I, I wrote this piece because I wanted, um, I wanted government as well as the relevant professionals to start just thinking of ways to protect themselves, to ensure that they prevent getting um, COVID-19, um, but also that measures can be put in place so that the level of risk can be decreased in general. Because the problem is that because women are going to be our primary are primarily responsible for caregiving there's then there's going to be the, the same kind of cycle within the home that the, that happens with the flu where a child can come in with the flu sit as she's looking after her child and because of that then the mother then spreads it to another child within the same home and as the mother is recovering from the flu that second child now gives it back to them. can become a continuous vicious cycle um, so these are the things that we need to just be aware of. And I really, therefore, recommend that preventative measures need to be put in place. Definitely hand washing, social distancing, but particularly immune boosting. So um, women and, and, and especially their loved ones as well. Um, so, there are, so there are different kinds of um, immune boosters, but there's also just your general garlic and ginger. You know, if you take that or inhale that and, you know, chew on that on a regular basis that's just going to help you doc i think i think you're the you're the best person possibly um uh, so, so, certainly i think between you and i you'd be the best person uh, to help me uh, answer this next question that i have for you and again this this stem from the stem from bits and pieces that i that that I um, heard for myself during Ponzo's uh, discussion with Marion Stevens earlier. As far as, because uh, I mean, um, Ponzo and I have been, have been talking at length about the various domino effects of this outbreak and yeah. the ways in which the ways in which the effects of this of this virus trickle from one channel to another. Um, we, we've 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 covered how we've covered how the 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 effect of this outbreak on the economy and the various businesses that have had to shut down have a domino effect in terms of if one business shuts down, businesses that are contracted to supplier this one business shut down and the various chains from that point onwards are all affected. Now, as it pertains to as it pertains to women and issues of wellness issues of 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 their own health particularly uh pregnant women and uh women women who might already be um mothers to young infant children or women who might still be pregnant as um uh, as of today might still be um in term uh, what does does this outbreak um trigger any kind of significant changes as far as how how pregnant women need to take care of themselves 
themselves? Does this, does this outbreak uh, position them at a position, put them in a position of being at more risk? Or, 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 or what, are the, what are the different ways that pregnant women can go about navigating this outbreak in a way that, man, that, 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 that keeps them safe and keeps their unborn children safe as well? So thank you so much for that um, question, Dane, because pregnant women is another um, you know, group that I, I touch on in this article because there is no evidence, there's no solid evidence that actually supports uh, pregnant women being at higher risk or pregnant women being able to transmit the disease to their unborn children. But I think we need to remember that this is a new virus okay mm. and so there being no evidence we we also just need to take that into account that there might be no evidence because it's so new okay and so because the relevant studies not length enough yet okay um so as much as there's no evidence and some people therefore certain um uh, scientists have recommended that pregnant women should should, should be very careful. And other scientists have said, no, they're at exactly the same risk as other women. And even if they don't have a higher risk um, to COVID-19, but um, the problem is that any illness during pregnancy can affect the development of the child. So it's very important that when you are pregnant, you stay as healthy as possible. And so no, no, no pregnant woman really wants any illness, regardless of it being COVID-19 or not. You've uh, thoroughly managed to answer that question for me, Doc. That was Dr. Smusiso Mkwananzi joining us on the COVID Report Show. She is a demographer and a uh, senior researcher at the University of Johannesburg. She um, specializes in uh, researching for the Center for Social Development in Africa at the University of Johannesburg, on top of being a demographer and a doctor. And uh, she penned a very, very, very wonderful, thought-provoking piece on COVID-19 and the measures that government needs to take, um, or, or the, of me the measures that she recommends government take to help combat um, the spread of the outbreak. Very, 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 very eye-opening discussion. Discussion, very, very thought-provoking discussion. And I, I'm, I, I can't help but feel enriched right now. No, definitely, Game. I mean, uh, Dr. Mkwananzi talk, uh, talked about a very important aspect of this outbreak that we haven't even seen uh, global media talk about in, 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 in any context, you know, the gendered dynamics of an outbreak and what it means, what it means particularly for women who are mostly, like when we talk about what um, the, the, the Minister of Health, Dr. Zuelim Kiza, announced earlier this week, where um, more screening and testing is going to take place. And where, when we talk about community health workers in this country, we're primarily talking about women. And these community health workers, social workers, clerks in hospitals, nurses, that's mostly women who do this work. And so that is a very gendered dynamic of COVID-19 outbreak that we haven't thought about. And then also the other angle that you talked about, which is really about the fact that it's not just about the fact that women work at the front lines, uh, but uh -huh. it's also that at home, 
you know, when someone's sick, it is women who do the caregiving. It is very, very imperative to pay attention to the domino effect that the effects of this outbreak has. And I think the, I think the more you pay attention to the domino effect, the more you realize how deep this actually runs, which, which is why I love the fact that no one is taking this as a joke anymore. I love the fact that more and more people are grasping the seriousness of this outbreak and the the seriousness with which we need to take um, the precautions to take care of ourselves, to take care of our loved ones, and just think about a newer and safer way of living life in these times. I do wish to take this moment to reiterate the sentiments that we've echoed in this episode of the show. Continue to arm yourself with the information that you need um, to help uh, navigate how we deal with this outbreak. Thank you yep. very much again for joining us on this edition of the COVID Report Show. My name has been uh, Kamele Hepovana, a.k.a. Mr. Game. I've been joined by my superheroine, uh, Ms. Ponzo Pilane. We encourage you to uh, follow the conversation on social media at the. WFM is how you can follow the station. You can follow us at Yes I Am Game as well as at Ponzo underscore Pilane. And uh, we will catch you next time on the COVID Report. Good evening and bye bye. Goodbye. Keeping you up to date with all things COVID 19. This is the COVID Report Show.